Hey there, Radiant Souls. It's your host, Gina Kunadian, bursting with excitement to welcome you back to season two of the Shine Within podcast. You've been with me through our incredible first season, and now it's time to crank up the intensity. You know me, your energetic cheerleader, a mom of three fabulous boys, an empowering certified massage therapist, and the game-changing alcohol-free sobriety coach. With my trademark enthusiasm, I'm here to uplift more motivated women to break free from the chains of alcohol dependency. And guess what? We're still defining the norms with our unique non-traditional approach. Get ready to supercharge your transformation as I bring you an all-new lineup of awe-inspiring guests this season. They're the powerhousers in the realms of mindset, health, and spirituality. And they're all set up to equip you with potent tips and tools. We're talking about crafting unyielding confidence, honing laser-focused clarity, and infusing your life with exhilarating energy. This season, our mission is to ignite your creative potential to even greater heights, helping you to manifest the life of your dreams, all while living vibrantly, alcohol-free. So buckle up as we journey deeper into the realm of self-discovery, awakening the inner magnificence that's ready to burst forth. Season 2 of Shine Within is about to take you to new horizons. Get ready to experience your true power and unleash your brilliance. So if you are ready to shine even brighter, welcome. Hey, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either sober curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus, there are special free gifts waiting for you inside the show notes, curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. If you're loving the content, I'd be also so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. I am here for you every step of the way. Welcome back to the Shine Within Podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Yvonne Winkler, a seasoned life coach, speaker, and CEO of Lotus Consulting Incorporated. Yvonne brings over two decades of experience in business development, consulting, and marketing to her mission of supporting women's well-being through empowerment, harmony, and collaboration. As a certified Berkman professional and a passionate mental health advocate, Yvonne is dedicated to helping women rediscover their power, purpose, and joy. She's also the author of Freedom Seeker, Reclaiming Feminine Wisdom, a book that delves into her own journey to freedom and the transformative power of sobriety. Join us as we explore Yvonne's insights on personal growth, breaking barriers, and the art of goal setting for a fulfilling life. Passionate about nature, she enjoys spending time outdoors and is a devoted schnauzer mom. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Love all animals. Furry friends are my favorite. <laughs> oh, they are the best, aren't they? Yes. And such a big piece to my sobriety journey. So um, I'll maybe I'll get an opportunity to talk a little bit about Sophie. Absolutely. So definitely welcome, Yvonne. I'm so happy you're on my show. I already enjoy speaking with you before I hit record. <laughs> so I just know this conversation is going to be wonderful. And I want to first and foremost say congratulations on your sobriety journey. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Can you actually share what inspired you to take those first steps towards your sobriety journey and how it actually transformed your life? Oh, you bet. Um, the uh, It was uh, a rainy 
anniversary, um, my fifth anniversary, actually, wedding anniversary, um, that uh, my husband and I rented a cabin in the woods and we got away to really celebrate Five Mark was a big piece for us. And um, it ended up being that I was pretty drunk by the time we even hit dinner <laughs> and then proceeded. Uh, when I got, hit a certain spot in my drunkenness, I would start picking fights. Um, and it usually was was rooted in just insecurity and shame and guilt around the drinking. And it, it spiraled out into fights that I would pick specifically with my husband. And so here we were in this beautiful setting um, in the woods and Instead of celebrating uh, five years of uh, marriage, we ended up talking about separating mm. because of um, my behavior and just my um, my inability to get this under control and um, and just how it, how it affected him and and our marriage, our partnership. And so we decided that evening not to make any decisions uh, for me to, you know, sober up and and think on it uh with uh, with a bit of a sober mind and and then we'll revisit it and i knew the next morning when i woke up and could barely remember the fight could barely remember the conversation i knew something needed to change uh if i wanted to keep this man in my life and if i wanted my life to to be what i had always aimed for which is like my entire journey is around freedom and here this final piece that was just holding me back was alcohol and I I have been know I've known it for a while and this was the this, this was the instigator to finally do something about it like to finally uh say no I need to take this more seriously yeah and um a few months later um that's what I did I um uh, I became sober that's awesome. Yes. And I actually have a similar story to to yours where I would start thinking irrational thoughts in my head and start acting upon them and pick fights with my, this is now my ex-husband, <laughs> but mm -hmm. my husband back then. And I remember we would just get into fights and fights and fights because we we're both drinking at the same time. And then, yes, here you are trying to celebrate a nice anniversary, your five-year anniversary. And then, but the alcohol took over and then boom, a fight. Yeah. You know, so I'm so happy for you that you are not drinking anymore. And I'm sure you've experienced so much things coming your way that you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. I love life, <laughs> especially as a freedom seeker. Right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. And absolutely. as a, yeah. And as a freedom seeker, how do you believe in your early experience to shape your perspective uh, as far as like on life and personal freedom? My earlier, my earlier life, um, well, I was born and raised in former communist Germany. So before the wall came down, um, and part of my story is my parents um, making an, an attempt to escape communism. And we got caught um, in that attempt. And that, that activated this primal a part in me, as well as my parents, um, to uh, never never settle for anything less than freedom again and unfortunately because of my age and where I was at in my own personal development um, I didn't we we took care of the pieces that we could in terms of like leaving uh, like I said former East Germany moving to West Germany to have the freedom at least the political freedom that we had wanted 
Um, and then later, uh, we took it another step further and we moved to Canada from Germany to Canada to, um, to have uh, economic freedom and, and I guess spaciousness as well, because uh, Germany is, is quite uh, small. Uh, so we, we've, we certainly always aimed for the freedom piece. And unfortunately, um, I didn't have all the tools in my toolkit yet to understand how these moves and these changes in environment and culture and language and um, growing older, like the, the teenage stuff that, that all women go through, mm -hmm. uh, the, the corporate stuff that uh, we face and go through. I didn't have all the tools yet to to regulate that and to manage that. And so uh, these experiences have all all shaped my life uh, by learning, personal development, healing, working on working on the stuff that didn't feel good. Um, and uh, here I am uh, today looking, uh, because it has had such a, a impact on my life, I now work with women as a certified life coach, um, I, I now help women in in all areas of life to break free from their own traps and own obstacles that they might have in the way uh, to um, to have the life that they truly choose to right. want to live. Yes, and that's that's so amazing. I'm so happy you're doing that. And I, I notice as I'm serving others, I feel so much joy because when I was drinking, it was all about me, 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 me. And I didn't care about anybody else around me. It was just me. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. all I cared about, me and my booze. Mm -hmm. But now I noticed that when I got sober, it's like so nice to serve others who want to grow in life and want to evolve. And so thank you so much for being part of part of this time right now. That's incredible. And now your mission is to actually inspire 100,000 women into mm -hmm. action is definitely inspiring. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. What are your core messages, would you say, that you want to go ahead and aim to, to impart to women through your work, actually? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful question. Well, the first one I would say is freedom is a choice. It, it comes down to that. And, uh, if you are somewhere in your life where you don't like to be or where it doesn't feel good or it doesn't feel the way you would like it to feel, then you choose. You get to choose. No one else makes that choice for you. No one else makes those decisions for you. You choose. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, yes, uh, change can can be difficult and it can, um, you know, have some hardship with it. And it probably most likely does not feel very good because there's a reason why we are why we we're most comfortable in our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you get to choose. I you know I think this is one of my the biggest messages and strongest messages that that I really want to convey because uh, the victim mentality is what actually holds us back. It's it's that mindset that we we don't have a choice that we're lost that we're not empowered to to do something about our lives. That is the very essence of what keeps us stuck in unfulfilling situations. Yes, one hundred percent. Because that is a choice to remain a victim or not. You know, that is a choice. Mm -hmm. Do you want to yeah. break free from that, or do you want to remain that? Uh, for me, I goodbye. <laughs> no longer mm -hmm. victim. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know yeah. exactly. And then finding the finding uh, also understanding that you don't have to go it alone, right? Like that you. Um, you choose, let's say you do choose to do something about your situation, um, then also uh, 
be brave and courageous and and find the people that can support you on your journey that you want to to go down so you don't have to do it alone um and especially if we're speaking of of alcohol uh or being sober curious uh there's definitely a lot of um fear there was for me a lot of fear around that loneliness aspect you know that oh if i make this decision to uh then i i'm going to lose friends i'm going to lose family i'm you know i'm and that that is true some people may fall away and some people will have to fall away in order for us to to walk that path um and i'm also here to say that so much more is there at the end of it. Like there are so many new people that can come into your life as a result of that choice, right? So um, I, uh, you don't have to do it alone is I guess the, the second big message that I have. And the third one would be, there's no better time than today to do something about your life. Um, you know, we were called, you mentioned it earlier, we're called right now, like we're, I think there's many of us, and I specifically speak to women right now, um, there are many of us that are feeling just um, that uh, urge to do something about our situation. And in order to be strong enough to do, make the changes, we also need to be clear-minded and clear-headed. And again, alcohol plays a big piece in that. So as for as long as we're going to buy into the self-regulation through alcohol, like this wine culture around, you know, mommy needs to drink wine in order to, you know, cope with the baby, as long as we buy into that messaging, we're going to be chained to our situation. So we need to break free from those messages. And uh, and so be more conscious, be more in the present moment, because this is right now when you can make those choices. So, you know, it doesn't mean you have to stop drinking today. I'm just saying, be aware what you're buying into. What is it, What messages are you regurgitating or through your behavior or where you're putting your money or, you know, uh, what you're choosing to do on a daily basis? Yes. And uh, so I live in California and just on last Monday, my husband and I were like, oh, let's go, let's go somewhere to Napa, which is just up north from San Jose where we live. <laughs> and so, but I'm like, all they have is wine tasting <laughs> and both of us don't drink. <laughs> and so it's like, what to do? So we wound up actually mm -hmm. taking a hike over in Muir Woods over in near Marina. And it was beautiful just to be with nature. I know you love nature yourself and just yeah. to be connected to the beauty that's out there because it's so beautiful just mm -hmm. to feel like the wind on your face, you know, to smell the, the earth, <laughs> to even walk, you know, and maybe take off your socks and just kind of put your feet, plant them on the, on the train there and just pause for just a moment picking those is just wonderful so it reminded me that you were saying that all the places like you have the mommies who go ahead and have their mommy wine so they can wind yeah. down and yeah. uh yeah so I totally I totally get it because I was that <laughs> I was yeah. that too yes yeah. so in your book freedom seeking seeker sorry mm -hmm. reclaiming mm -hmm. feminine wisdom you talk about overcoming barriers and dependencies. Can you mm -hmm. actually share a pivotal moment from your book that greatly influenced your path to freedom? Yes. Uh, well, there's many. Uh, the The biggest one was uh, when my parents decided to um, to try to escape. 
So the story, uh, just a short version of it, uh, is uh, the um, the Hungarians uh, decided to open the border to Austria, and that opened up a little tiny gap for Eastern European people to possibly uh, get away from um, communist from the communist regime that was we were being controlled over by Russia uh, into um, into. Western Europe, um, which is what we were completely cut off from. And um, and as I was mentioning in my intro, uh, we unfortunately got caught uh, in that in that attempt. However, the you know being hovered, sitting hovered in the in the back of the seat of that car and watching my pa parents in the ditch at gunpoint um, did something on a on a core and foundational level in my in my body and in my brain um, that as an 11 year old I couldn't comprehend like what I was going to do with that but looking back I now know that that was a pivotal moment in my life that that influenced my my uh, drive my desire my just my my continuous fight for my freedom, my personal freedom, which has then inspired all the other actions that followed, you know, uh, whether it was breaking free from the corporate grind or an overwork, or whether it was breaking free from alcohol and drugs, or whether it was breaking free from relationships that were not serving me. But it has like this moment right then and there, my parents risking everything for, for me to have a life. Um, wow, that's bringing up emotion for me to have a life that uh, is not restricted by a government um, to tell me what I can eat or when I need to sleep or when I need to, what I can read and what I can learn and when I can like those those restrictions that were um, that are very much part of communism. Um, for them to fight so hard for my freedom, uh, instilled that freedom seeker seeking. Um, personality in me that uh, that I haven't stopped since then I mean it's this was I we celebrated 33 years of the fall of the wall last November uh -huh. so uh, that was a long time ago and for some who may be listening to this show you weren't even alive when it <laughs> happened but uh, it was um, it was a pivotal moment in my life Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I, I just couldn't imagine as 11 year old girl seeing that, that that's like, like you said, it, it changes you. And then you want to make a difference now from like, from that point on, I just want to change, change mm -hmm. the whole communist mindset. And that's horrible because I still feel like that here, even in the U S you know, it's <sighs> rules, 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 <laughs> and I remember I guess I never liked rules because growing up I think I had mentioned this in one of my podcasts when I was a baby I was in the car seat and my mom says you hated the car seat you just wanted to get out you wanted to be free I was like crying and then I remember like when my mom would say well make sure you're home at this time you know like no but I'm 18 you know <laughs> I was just like anyway I was not a rebel I won't say I was a rebel well I'm sorry I take that back because the drinking did make me <laughs> But this is before I was drinking. Um, yeah. I was a rebel, but I wasn't really following too many rules. So, <laughs> But um, what I was going to say is, as a coach, what advice do you give women who are actually struggling to rediscover their power and purpose and joy? Mm. Well, um, it would go right along the same lines as what I would say about um, 
anyone who is sober curious and wants to explore that. And that is the first step in everything is to just acknowledge it, you know, be mm -hmm. like um, one of my favorite authors, Daniel Laporte says, you know, freedom follows truth. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is 100% what I mean by that. It's uh, truth, but that doesn't mean truth to people outside of ourselves. It means first and foremost, being truthful with ourselves and for some of it, for some of us, that might look like just admitting that, you know, life isn't the way I like is not for shaping up the way I would like it, or I'm not happy, or I'm, I'm not happy in my work, or I'm not happy in my home, like being more specific in what area of life is maybe affected by by your um, lack of, um, but acknowledging it and and just sitting in that and really like taking an honest look at uh what what parts of it do you play in that in that role where where is it that um life keeps dealing you this particular hand you know because again i don't believe that outside of us is is uh is as profoundly impactful in our daily lives as we make it it's all from within so we create our own realities we create our own mind we create our own thoughts and we have at any point in time uh, we have the choice to choose a different thought so it starts with acknowledging that and just being honest uh, that's what that's where I would start and then um, you know seeking out seeking out support because the journey of self-discovery and really identify that which is what follows you know is not one that well you can do on your own and it's going to uh, be a lot slower and it's going to uh, stomp and at least it'll stop you when you get stomped and you you have a difficult time going deeper on your own terms so um, I would say uh, seek out uh, maybe your first steps like where where could you find some support you know again that looks different for everybody because you know it, it's very specific to your circumstance in terms of is it if it is it you want to quit drinking well find a um, find a sober curious group or find a uh, you know find a coach that can help you maybe get started on this journey um, if it is in childhood uh, that you really want to start healing uh, some of the the past stuff you probably want to go and look for some therapy you know because uh, th those people are equipped to tr they're trained to mentor and guide you through these um through these trauma uh sessions that uh, that are likely going to come up because at the end of addiction especially uh most often there is some traumatic event that has happened in our lives that we have that has um left us feeling like we can't cope in any other way than numbing out so and that might involve someone who is is trained for that sort of thing um, so once they've acknowledged it once i've once i've acknowledged it and and then i sought out help um then i started to just keep reading keep learning keep growing just uh, walking my path with it and and always looking for what brings me more joy what brings me more joy and and keeping at it so this and i think that's the message it's it's not a one and done thing it's a journey and yeah. like any journey we need to continue to to work with it yeah yeah and everybody's journey is different and so 
what looks what looks like uh, somebody's journey and they're doing something different and they're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work out for me. Do what's best for you. You know, don't follow. Like, for example, for me, like AA wasn't, I didn't align to me, you know, um, it works for some people and that's great, you know, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but for yeah. me, it wasn't. So I had to actually look for a mentor coach uh, to help me with my mindset. <laughs> I didn't know about any like sobriety coaches or anything like that. So that's what I did. And she was also a fitness trainer. So I was really working out a lot, getting my, getting me all like pumped up and just all those endorphins. And I felt so good. And I was looking better. Mm -hmm. I mean, your life completely changes when you stop drinking, your skin starts glowing. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. you feel like you, uh, you just feel like you're shining. And then you're just, yeah, you're the world needs you <laughs> the world yes. needs you so yeah that's what I always say because we're all one we're all one <laughs> well and it starts within just like your podcast right like it's it, it's not something we can attain from the outside it is mm -hmm. all within and so I what I heard you say is is you started with taking care of yourself you know and um, and the side effect of exercise happens to be that we, you know, we're flooded with these positive endorphins, which um, can, especially on a on a, a rehabilitation uh, journey, can be so helpful because that is what our body is craving is, is these fake endorphins that we used to get from drinking or from the drug use, right? So rebuilding them on a natural basis through exercise or movement is is such a helpful way to to first step and I also loved that you said uh, you started with a mindset coach because there you know maybe we're not ready to dive that deep and that could be a big fear that is holding some of the listeners back in terms of even looking at sobriety because they they don't want to look at what is at the bottom of that bottle right Right. And they, they might want to, uh, so starting with a coach can be a beautiful bridge, whether it is a personal coach or it's a life coach, it can be a beautiful bridge to deeper work when you're ready, you know, it, but it, it would get people started on a, on a, uh, and I'm air quoting lighter version of, uh, that personal development journey, right? So they don't have to do it alone, but they also don't have to deep dive into, uh, therapy right away. Yes, totally. I love that. Now, um, going back to when I got sober and then had my mindset coach, she was actually the first thing she did, and this is what I do to my clients too, is goal setting. Now, can mm -hmm. you actually elaborate on the importance of goal setting, planning, and daily integration for women, especially in the context of sobriety and personal growth? Oh, absolutely. I would love to. Uh, this is such a big piece in in my uh, recent development. Um uh, so, oh, where do I start with that, Gina? Anywhere okay. you want. So <laughs> here, so here it is. Um, first of all, uh, we have to understand that uh, the masculine and the feminine operate on different schedules. So the masculine operates on a twenty-four hour schedule, and the feminine operates on a twenty-eight day cycle. And so when we understand that, uh, it starts to make sense that. Uh, perhaps the world we operate in, which has been designed by the masculine predominantly, uh, doesn't really align with us. So uh, we we need to take, going back to what we talked about at the beginning, we need to take back some of that, reclaim some of that ownership and uh, choose for ourselves. Like you mentioned, you don't like rules. 
that is one of those things like, you know, this is, oh, I'm aware now that maybe this doesn't work for me. So how can I, um, how can I make it work? How can I implement a, a, a strategy or a, a, a system, a model that is more in alignment with what I need, what I could, what I could work with. So, and that for me, and I believe that it is an answer for many women is to use a more seasonal approach that is in alignment with that 28 day cycle because um, the season cycle as well. So we have four seasons, we have our, within each cycle, within that 28 days, we have four distinct cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and following that more rhythmically has really allowed me to um, uh, work with the flow <laughs> <laughs> pun intended yeah. <laughs> um, and and not fight things so hard because what we have to understand is when we're trying to make change um, it's especially in goal setting when we're trying to create new habits or trying to uh, achieve something uh, the tendency might be to try it all at once and if it fails we all give up I think the key is to find ways to simplify the process so uh Try to uh, simplify the pieces that you don't have to fight, whether they are conscious fights or subconscious fights and the systems like the the rhythms and the rules and the and the cycles is one example of that. So for like, let's let's put it plainly. Um, if I want to achieve a goal by the end of the month uh, and say it, it, it involves, I want to do more exercise. We're at the beginning of a new year. Lots of people are talking about this whole exercise piece. Um, at, the gyms are full. I don't know about in California, but here the gyms are full. Uh, so we, we have to understand that we don't, we can't do hit every single day all month long it doesn't work for us we need to really work with uh, our bodies on this so when we're in menstruation for example or in that in that menstruating cycle we we're not going to want to jump around and like do high intensity exercises we might just want to walk mm-hmm. we might just want to uh you know do some easy movement Maybe we feel like we want to dance, but not uh, like, you know, a hardcore dance, more like a a smooth waltz or something like that with our bodies. Uh, But we want to be kind and nourishing to our bodies during that week. Mm -hmm. The opposite season of that is when we're in ovulation, which is the summer season. That is when we're doing high hit, like um, high intensity uh, or hit exercises where we're like, running up a mountain or we're like you know going for a big long run or like these these really intense exercises and so working with these like if if we understand that it makes our goal of hitting the gym or hitting an exercise routine uh every single day or every week of the month uh so much more attainable so much more achievable because we are working with the flow not against it Yes, because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. 
Ah. I well, this season is winter. I said, I'm just going to be doing yoga movements, breathing exercises mm -hmm. and walks. Normally yeah. I'm the type of like, who does the hit, who does the Zumba, who does all that stuff. But that is like in the summertime. <laughs> this is yes. my season to rest. This is yes. our season to rest. The leaves are falling off the trees. That means we need to be resting as well. You know, this is our time. And then the tree, the leaves will grow back on the trees we, we will become again <laughs> our vibrant want, selves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we want to do different things and we want to shake it up. Yeah. So as soon as you made the decision or the choice to um, uh, do different movements during winter, um, what did that do for you? Like, how did that affect you uh, in your in your mindset and whatnot? Oh, my goodness. It's, it made me actually, I don't feel I, I never feel stressed anymore. <laughs> I just felt a sense of inner peace. It brings inner peace for me because I feel like I'm taking that time for myself. I'm 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 going to go ahead and then focus on my spiritual being, what source wants me to do, God's source, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> uh, universe. Mm -hmm. um, but then I really go within, and then mm -hmm. I I just that time by yourself is so important. That silence too mm -hmm. is very important because we get distracted with all the noises outside. There's this, that, you know, TV, turn it off, by the way. Don't watch the TV. Um, <laughs> and we just get distracted. And so when we have mm -hmm. our alone time and doing gentle movements, loving our body, you know, we have to love our body. If we want to heal our body, mm -hmm. we have to love it first. <laughs> oh, uh, amen to that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I've been experiencing this season. Uh, but, and I love it. I'm just because yeah. I used to be opposite where like I'm gonna go hardcore and I used yeah. to I did in my first early phases of recovery but I needed that actually yeah. so you have to listen yeah. to your body yeah yeah exactly listen to your body and and don't fight it go with the flow of it right yeah. and what I heard you say was is you gave yourself permission to go oh, yeah. with the flow and I think that is the key to proper goal setting is, is that um, a goal is really just an intention that you set about something. Um, and the tighter we hold on to the grip of that, um, the I'm trying to fish for an analogy here, but um, the tighter we hold on to that, the, the chances are we're actually going to straddle it by by holding it so tight. So letting it go and letting things go with more ease and flow mm -hmm. eases our own nervous system. It also uh, reduces our stress. And that in and of itself physiologically helps us attract more of that what we want. So it, it's exactly what you said. We need We need to love ourselves first in order to bring in everything else uh, that, that we need on our journey, whatever that intention or goal is. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. Now, um, in your opinion, how do you believe sobriety impacts not just individual, but like their, their well-being, but mm -hmm. also the dynamics of personal and professional relationships? Oh, <laughs> very positively. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because here's what happens when I got sober uh, and and I believe, well, I know that there are signs to it because it clears out our the poison in our system. Uh, for example, I don't know if you knew this, that uh, our liver prioritizes, um, al like alcohol is so poisonous to our bodies that the liver prioritizes it, even if it has another infection in the body to deal with. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. <laughs> yeah, so that that's just to show how imp how uh, 
poisonous alcohol actually is to our body. So now I'm not a doctor, but when I look at that, I go, okay, so when I'm, while I was drinking, my body was constantly in a state of um, trying to recover, right? Like trying to clean itself, trying to, to repair itself um, and to keep me healthy. So that's one aspect. The second aspect was, uh, as I, the more I was drinking, the more I was dependent on, on alcohol, the more it was on my mind all the time, because of course my brain is trying to keep me safe. So it keeps, um, you know, constantly working on where's the next drink coming from, where am I going to get it? And so I was constantly thinking about it, even when I thought I wasn't thinking about it, I was thinking about it. So, um, it was amazing to me after I quit drinking to see how much more spaciousness I had for other thoughts and for other things. And then the third big piece about relationships, and that doesn't matter if it's professional or personal relationships, is that while I was drinking, I was thinking about drinking so much that I could never be fully present to the, the relationship or that was in front of me. So my brain might have been, or I might have physiologically been nodding or acknowledging, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking about drinking. So it affects it because I lost, I mean, then there's the obvious stuff that while I was drinking and, 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 and having conversations, I couldn't remember a lot mm -hmm. of the things they said. So the next time I meet that same person, I'd be asking them the same bloody questions again, because I couldn't remember what they told me in the first place. So I think um, I believe that uh, when we clear our system of alcohol or drugs, um, it, it gives us the uh, opportunity to really become present. And when we become present to our lives, we can be more present to the people around us and That's to the cool. situations around us. Absolutely. Make better choices. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. And it's so true. It's so true being present because it totally numbs us. We don't, you know, when it, things become unmanageable and you can't, for me, I couldn't, I don't know what I was doing. I would have conversations. And like you said, I would forget that I had the same conversation already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. But I notice, and perhaps you notice this for yourself too, is when uh, I became sober, like everything changed. Like my, it was like my third eye had opened up immediately and I was seeing things that I have never seen before. I'm like, well, I didn't think of it that way. And then I felt like I was getting all this information, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I missed out. <laughs> I could have only imagined if I wasn't drinking how much I would have, or the information I was getting I would have retained already like, like wow amazing yeah, yeah the memory comes back the, yeah. the ability to hold more uh on your uh on your brain like your brain literally rehabilitates uh from from the from the alcohol i mean alcohol doesn't just affect your liver it affects every aspect of our body and uh like it or not our our brain uh, is the epicenter of what our body does so it is really important what we feed it and how we treat it, right? So, yeah. I um, um, I I felt that absolutely the same way. I was, in fact, it was one of my 
like I used um, an app for my sobriety journey to have community and to count the days and to let's just hold me accountable. Um, and uh, in the app, the, there was an opportunity to put your reasons why uh, I wanted to quit. And so right beside the picture of me and my husband on our wedding day, I put um, to have more time. Time was actually one of my big reasons for quitting too. I wanted to regain yeah. time back because if I wasn't drinking, I was recovering from drinking and uh, and and then only to go back into drinking. So it felt to me like I was wasting so much time um, that I could be doing other things or or you know treat my brain to other things too, as uh, rather than constantly thinking about shaming myself or feeling guilty over or you know worrying about something and uh, and where's the next drink coming from right but now that now you're just probably venturing out exploring and doing different things that you thought you would never be doing before <laughs> yes. yeah. fun things like I never thought I'd have a podcast I never thought I had my own business I never thought any of these things no way if you told me this like like seven years or eight years ago no <laughs> <laughs> things yeah. change it's, it's oh the it's limit the possibilities are li limitless <laughs> so. absolutely absolutely yes yeah. yeah and so finally what message would you like to leave with our listeners those especially mm -hmm. uh the, the ones that may be comp contemplating a, a journey towards sobriety or like mm -hmm. seeking transformative change in their lives um follow your heart on this uh, and really let your heart do the talking not your head because uh remember that our our head is trying to keep us safe and so when we take our first steps at anything but specifically let's talk about sobriety um it there's going to be more reasons to not go and do that thing than there's going to be reasons to do it so it is in the, and especially at the beginning stages, when you're thinking about this, it's really important that you really bolster your why and your uh, strengthen your reasons why you want to, to quit or why you want to change or why you want to create a new habit and, um, and find all of the support for it that you can. So whether that is, uh, you know, uh, physical support, whether it is uh, emotional support, uh, even if, uh, you know, I went as far as, because I, I mean, I didn't try once and quit. I, I had many attempts at sobriety. Um, and one of the big things I did differently on this journey, uh, which has me now sober for two and a half years, um, I, um, I, I had a plan in place. What am I going to do when I'm in this situation? What am I going to do when I'm in that situation? So um, I had a drink for every occasion. Uh, I didn't, uh, and this is this is a personal uh, thing that some people uh, like and some people don't. Uh, for me, having uh, non-alcoholic alternatives was a must uh, in my journey because I still wanted to be part of, say, a beach party celebration or a New Year's cheers. So I found uh, like a non-alcoholic or de-alcoholized um, uh, sparkling wine. I found um, uh, a beer that I enjoy, like a non-alcoholic beer. So that when I'm in a situation where everybody else is doing the deed, <laughs> I can I can also participate and not feel like I'm 
um, like not having to go through all of the motions of, oh my God, like I'm an outsider. I don't belong here. I'm like, I can just participate. Uh, so that was a big piece on this particular one. Um, but generally speaking, that would be what I would say to everyone is, is follow your heart because it's telling you this for a reason. Um, stay to it, stay true to it. And the best way to stay true to it is, is by bolstering your reasons why you're doing it. Yes, I love that. Yes. Now, our listeners are definitely inspired by now. <laughs> They're like, I want to meet this Yvonne. She's amazing. Where can our listeners go ahead and find you, your website, social media, all that good stuff? Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Tina. Book. I appreciate that. <laughs> book. So I have, um, yeah, I so I wrote a book called Freedom Seeker Reclaiming Feminine Wisdom. Um, and you can buy that book on Amazon, uh, or you can go to my website, uh, yvonnewinkler.com forward slash book. Um, and you can um, see all the different options because it's in audio, it's in um, digital, it's in paper. And um, also on my website is me in full color um, with uh, my blogs, my um, uh, subscription to my newsletter. If you choose to want to be part of the journey on a on a monthly basis, I have a newsletter that comes out every month that has just my personality inserted and, uh, and some tips and tricks for all kinds of um, things that enhance the well-being for women. So I specifically focus in my work on addressing how our world is a little bit different than men's the men's world and uh, so I pay very close attention to bringing resources tips and um, um, knowledge and insights uh, around feminine issues that's wonderful yeah because like all my mentors are all female <laughs> I'm like how is a male going to understand me <laughs> you know, they mm -hmm. go through different things than women do. So yeah, that's why I wanted an all women's podcast because I just, I feel like we get each other, you know, especially during the time of the month where we're like, oh, I know, I we understand do. your pain. Yeah. I understand your pain, you know, hormones yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for being on my show. Is there any last thoughts or final words you would like to share? Yes, I would like to thank you for uh, having this platform and for the message that you're bringing to women everywhere. Uh, Gina, your work is so important. Uh, please don't stop doing this. It's uh, uh, it's a grind. I know that, uh, and it can it can be hard at times. And you're you're on the right path here. I I love your story. Uh, it's it's very inspiring, and. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Yvonne. That really touched my heart. I, I love those words. They, they're words of encouragement for me to keep going too. So I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. 
One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety. The other, a personal sharing from my journey, a six-step blueprint towards an alcohol-free life. These are the steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's the word GIFT, G-I-F-T, at 1-855-649-6196. With all of my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.